1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in stirrup. Oh. I was thinking of horse girls this morning. Oh, okay. You know Mm -hmm. how that's like a thing? Yeah. Like horse girls are a thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I knew horse girls growing up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Every single, if you're not a horse girl, you know at least one.
0: Right. Yeah, if you're a horse girl, you probably only know other horse other girls. horse
1: girls <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Janie thinks that she should be just a, like a horse girls girl. that,
0: that wear black and read poetry growing up yeah. know only girls that wear black. Yeah. and
1: <laughs> Did they all read grow poetry? up and do podcasts together, or is that just that? Might just be, was a that me. just us? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, Anyway, I don't know. I was thinking... So what about horse
0: horse girls? They just
1: came to mind. Um, Janny doesn't understand why I won't buy a horse and put it in the backyard, (laughs) even though I've tried to explain that to her many times. Um, And then uh, there was a horrible movie on Netflix called Horse Girl that I did... um, Was it like a... It is the weirdest honestly, the how I watched this movie was I had a hundred and three degree fever and I was stuck in bed and it just like started playing.
0: I think what we're gonna discover <laughs> is that no such movie exists. And it was all just a fever hallucination.
1: The movie itself in my brain was a fever hallucination. So okay. um part of me wants to google right now whether or not that movie and see if it's real, real. um but it was I'm a horrible sure it's real. it was a horrible movie and i wasn't super i mean i had a horrible cold it was the it was one of the worst actually it was a flu it was one of the worst flus i've ever it's had real. it's real it's real okay Definitely real um so i was stuck in bed i had the flu and a movie that i wanted to watch had ended oh
0: this is not what i was
1: expecting <laughs> That's what I said.
0: A sweet misfit who has a love of horses and supernatural crime shows begins having surreal dreams that start to affect her perception of reality. Okay.
1: So this movie is about having messed up perception of reality. And I watched it when I had messed up perception of reality, because as I said, actually that fever hit 104. I was like this close to going to the hospital. I've never been so sick in my whole life. Anyway. So I thought about that movie. Um, And I didn't ever want to think about it again, but it popped into my brain. I couldn't tell you a thing about it other than it was horrible. Yeah. And it made me feel worse (laughs) than I already felt. Um, So what you guys should hear is don't watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Especially if you are
0: already sick. If you have the flu. Um, uh, I have something I could bring up, but I don't, I don't want to get into it. Okay. (laughs) I have another thing I want to bring up.
1: (laughs) Is it that you figured out what my personality is?
0: Sometimes I think I want to share something and then I'm like, maybe that's too (laughs) weird for right now. Or maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe it only makes sense to you, I guess is what I'm saying. Then
1: I I definitely always say it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I realized something about myself, which I kind of already knew, but I realized that I, well, I think I have a, my hypothesis is that I do this more than some people okay. which just how personalities work right there's yeah s- certain people do certain things differently more or, well. or less or yeah. like i think i do think a lot of us have a lot in common yes but some of us i think have an emphasis on certain things that other people yeah have other emphases emphasize emphases emphasis. Emphasis.
1: yeah
0: um but i am definitely an imaginer I like ima- okay. when someone says something to me, like you the visualize. words "horse girl," I immediately mm-hmm. like see it. My brain starts to figure out what you mean by that by imagining it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think to some extent everyone does that, except for those weird people that don't actually imagine pictures in their brain.
1: Yeah, I heard that's a thing. But right? I don't know. I don't know. If I believe that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I'm not mm-hmm. saying this so you can be like, Oh joy is so special because I'm actually saying this cause I want to know who else is like me. Yeah. But, um, I realized it because I, <laughs> the other day I was like, how weird is it for someone to be like, you could grate cheese on these abs <laughs> <laughs> because I get what they're trying to say. And in my mind, it's like, okay, so you say that and what, what, what I you, see. Yeah. What you, what the normal person takes away from it is like, oh like i know no i'm fat. imagining the ab shape and everything okay i get it you know Yeah. and then what i'm imagining
1: <laughs> is a cheese grater it's like
0: a really tan oily guy <laughs> with like <laughs> just like rubbing cheese on his abs okay and i'm just like I, it doesn't i understand
1: <laughs> okay what i saw was someone who was half human half cheese grater
0: that was just screaming like <laughs>
1: no because they were meant to do right. that
0: oh okay like that's part was by of their design. design like a superhero
1: yeah like they grate cheese because their abs are literally what i saw was a person and their midsection was just cheese grater
0: which is but, but I, oh i'm like wishing that i could go so many places um <laughs> I mean, a guy whose superpower is being part cheese grater has the opportunity for so many puns, like so many so comic bookie puns.
1: But also, but where
0: do we even start?
1: I it's kind of a gross description because right. I don't want my cheese rubbed you can on see, anyone's midsection, <laughs> like
0: stomach behind the cheese, or what?
1: No, it's just straight grater.
0: Oh, just, so he has no internal organs? No, or they're all pushed up.
1: I'm not worried about where they are. Into his chest, I'm worried like you. About, like yeah, like mine currently are. <laughs> Let's see. Uh when this episode comes out, I will be oh man, I will be just so incredibly pregnant. It's gonna be like oh man, I'm gonna be like a couple weeks away from, mm-hmm. from my due date when this yeah. comes out. So uh I'm I am in my third trimester now officially officially as of today and I'm waddling which
0: is different from the date that we just gave you yes
1: I'm <laughs> waddling and I can't breathe if I sound breathless it's because I am yeah <laughs> am I sitting down yes <laughs> Um, am I sweating because it's Arizona and I'm pregnant yes also yes. yeah but I was telling you I, are, I really <laughs> I I don't know what my well I do I've been in denial my entire pregnancy that I'm pregnant to the point where, although I am in third, my third trimester, I put on a pair of jeans today and um, I couldn't button them uh-huh. without great discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> How annoying. <laughs> like, and I really thought like.
0: <laughs> well, I think I'm sure I've told you about the time I had a dream about my friend who had she was wearing a bathing suit. And had this enormous pregnant belly that she had a bowl of ice cream sitting on and yeah. she was eating it. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, she was like, she in the dream, she did not know she was pregnant. And she just kept saying, <sighs> like eating her ice cream, like, I have just had such a big appetite lately. Like, I cannot <laughs> understand it. I, I don't know what's going on with me. Yeah. And it was like, uh, you're resting your ice cream bowl on, on your, your big pregnant, pregnant belly. belly.
1: <laughs> I don't but, know why we do that. It's a, it's really dumb, but here we are. Yeah. And then
0: shortly after you, like you give birth, you'll be like, Oh,
1: Oh, you don't have that
0: belly anymore.
1: <laughs> right. Huh. And then it'll be like, I'll kind of miss it.
0: Right. <laughs> it's how strange. How it, it's just
1: how it works. But
0: well, so, um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about before we mm. get to our actual thing that we're here to talk about
1: yeah,
0: is you asked me, mm. I did, At one point, I'm not going to try to add (laughs) more points to the timeline. (laughs) No. But at some point, you asked me, well, what was the true question? It was like, what kind of... We don't believe in vibes, obviously. But for the lack of a better word... uh, The
1: question that I had was, well, I feel like everybody that you know well or that you're friends with or maybe even only met a couple times you do attach some sort of idea of the like overarching feeling you get Mm -hmm. about this person or with this person like we all you know we've talked about it before like there are people that you meet and you instantly click or you instantly don't click yeah and there's reasons for that Yeah, like you're talking about temperaments whatever And so I was just thinking about how I had, I, I was thinking about that, that everybody I know, like there's a certain, I know their temperament. And so I know like what I'm going to get in general, Mm -hmm. like, you know what you're going to get with people that you know. And what I imagine
0: is if someone had like a baseball card, like everyone had like a collector card. Yeah. It has like a little description about them, their name. So like, yeah,
1: and you really can do Kind of something that, that. Just
0: encapsulates them.
1: Humans have a range, whatever. Right. You, you, whatever. Yes, that's very real. But I knew instantly, right away, what tagline I would have put on your baseball card, uh-huh. <laughs> which was, in spite of everything, <laughs> right, comma, <laughs> yes, steady, right. <laughs> like that's my that's my caption, you know? And so anyway, I was just curious if you, well, number one, if that was a weird thing or if that was a common experience, but
0: at the I needed some time to think. Yeah. So I realized what I had, what my, and it's, you know, it's different because we're different people with different brains, but, um, but so the vibes I get from you, (laughs) if we want to say that, so, summer Hmm. is what i would like to now officially call a white knight (laughs) okay that has nothing to do with um my last name uh, well you know maybe it could be okay uh with your main name um and then of course i am this is not (laughs) for someone who's listening for the first time this me give (laughs) me saying that a female is like a knight has nothing to do with feminism (laughs)
1: This is your first time here. She's going somewhere else. (laughs) Right. With that.
0: But yeah, so you are like this. um, uh, The reason I say that you're the white knight is because you are this like very straight arrow, virtuous. Like you're like, what is a knight? A knight is a person who does the right thing. Okay. A knight is a person who rescues the person that needs to be rescued. Who sets stuff straight that isn't straight. Okay. And that is you. Okay. You are the person that takes on the quests to make things qu- right.
1: <laughs> You're the white knight. Okay. But you why, are. why white?
0: Because that's just, that's the, the white part of it is. So there are a bunch of knights, yep. but the white knight yeah. is the one that is like virtuous
1: and that honorable. Okay. And not to be confused a, with the, the rogue knight.
0: Right. And a, <laughs> And obviously, of course, I think too, it just in in terms of storytelling, yeah. white represents okay. what kind of yeah. virtue, what kind of quest, what kind of honor.
1: Gandalf you know. the white was a step up from the Gandalf the right. Grey. Right, right. <laughs> in, yes, in that world. It,
0: white always represents like the highest, yeah. like the pure honor yeah. and virtue, like the person who's on the good side.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'll accept so that. So that's you. I accept that. <laughs> I was laughing because at one point my mom had a team, and they called them the White Knights because her last name was White, uh-huh. and it their team worked at night. So it just it's funny <laughs> because it's not the first time that someone had her last name is White, and they were the overnight team, so they worked at night, and it was the White Knights, and so it's just funny that you. That, that phrase, that phrase is, is coming back in your life again. i'm sure it's very <laughs> offensive to some people but i'll take oh, it yeah. yeah i do feel
0: <laughs> i mean you are caucasian but that, <laughs> i am white that actually had nothing, <laughs> nothing to, to do, do with, with it, it. Okay. because when i think of a knight i actually don't think of skin color because they're covered i think of a suit of armor <laughs>
1: armor yes i definitely feel that which way, which you also have i hope so so <laughs> I, I hope that's true i definitely feel that way like when I wake up in the morning, I, what I feel like when I wake up in the morning is because it's me and a house full of kids mm-hmm. and my husband's already at work. Right. I feel like there's a level of chaos that is my job to like go put into order. Like that's yeah. how I feel. Well, and, whenever I step out of my and the <laughs>
0: night, the night because of his suit of armor can conceal, helpfully conceal What's going on under the suit of armor? Yeah. It could be kind of a mess under there. Super mess. I don't know a lot about knights, but I imagine it's at least sweaty (laughs) under that suit of armor. So sweaty. At least sweaty under that suit of
1: armor. Definitely nailed the sweaty part. (laughs) If not
0: scared or smelly or tired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe injured. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) All right. I accept. <laughs> I can see my baseball card now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you can leave us a voicemail and tell us uh, what your personality, <laughs> what your personality <laughs> baseball card caption says <laughs> at 470 I still am getting emails, people asking, how do I join your book club? So I'm going to keep answering that because apparently I need to do better. So... Our book club is not at sheologians.com. Sheologians.com is where everything that we have written or said lives. So old blog posts, an archive of all of our episodes. You can always listen to our episodes there. Um, One day we
0: might want to have book club live on sheologians.com. That would be nice. But that will take some time that we don't
1: that's not where you can go right now right but you can't go there there. there's other things there um if you're like hey have you guys ever talked about this go to sheologians.com there's a search bar type it in the search bar if we've talked about it it'll pop up Mm -hmm. um you can also just support our content if you like it we need support you can do that at SheLogens.com. there's a donate button um but Support is, is not... one of those
0: helpful things that could potentially move everything to the Sheologians page. But that is one of those again, things... the Sheologians page is not where you yep. currently go. <laughs>
1: no, um, But yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, five bucks a month is helpful. And so that is what's at Sheologians.com. Patreon.com is what hosts our book club. So if you go to Patreon.com slash Sheologians, that's where you can join book club. That's where there's... Lots and lots of other really cool ladies, way cooler than us. They are chatting. They are busy. They are reading with us. Um, and you can support us that way as well. So that's patreon.com slash Once you sign up there, you have access to all past, present, and future book clubs. I also post uh, early release episodes there. You can enjoy those on Fridays instead of Mondays. Um, And I think you'll find a lot of like-minded, really cool women hanging out there as well. So again, that's patreon.com slash And that's my housekeeping. So uh, I think our kind of MO lately has been to discuss what you guys have been trying to discuss with us. This is how we talk back to you a little bit (laughs) or answer your questions. Um, and we had a lot of questions, uh, both because of pride month back in June. And I think I was telling you earlier, I think just an increased sense of hostility towards Christianity. Um, even sometimes from people in the church, We've had a lot of questions about how do we respond when it is clear that the person or institution speaking to us is not for us? How do we live at peace with people who don't like us, with people who don't like Jesus? Um, What does that look like? And that is a really big question. (laughs) It's a really broad topic, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's some basic principles. I think that I agree we can discuss. So I don't know. What's your initial thought? Um,
0: well, the very simple part of me just wants to say that, well, you almost, part of me wants to just start at the word peace. So how to live at peace in general what is
1: that yeah (laughs) what does that look like
0: um and then more specifically the harder task of how to live at peace with someone who hates you or certainly hates
1: jesus yeah god
0: yeah um and uh, many times that will look like it's directed at you you. and it is but it's mainly directed right
1: (laughs) you're a casualty (laughs) right yes
0: that's a good way of putting it (laughs) yeah um one of the first things that I thought of was, it's very, very basic. Um, but it's just that something you need to do to live at peace with anyone. And especially someone who maybe dislikes you or what you believe is that there is a certain kind of peace that's found just through reconciliation when Mm. you, when there's wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what you even have to talk about, but basically I was going to say, don't, don't make the mistake of just because the person you're dealing with, just because their standard is sin doesn't exist. Don't make the mistake of not, uh, of rejecting peace with them by not uh, engaging in repentance and forgiveness for your sin against that person. Or if they see, if they're just a witness to your sin, or whatever if yeah. if it's appropriate and necessary for you to repent to someone who doesn't believe in sin mm-hmm. don't make the mistake of adopting their standard and not confessing <laughs> repenting
1: That's a really good one. I think it was um uh I don't know. It was someone like Nancy Wilson, you know, uh, that I first heard this from but just the idea that, you know, let's say you Uh, I think her example was something like you're in the checkout line uh, at the grocery store and you sin big time. You kind of carry it up. Yeah. You carry it. (laughs) You lose your temper with your kid. You make a scene. Um, She said like, if when you, if you realize that once you get out of the store, like you need to go back inside and confess and repent that even to the checkout person. Mm -hmm. Um, So just kind of this idea that it, it is important that you be confessing and repenting, even if the person that you sinned in front of wouldn't have ever thought about you again. I don't. Right. I think a lot of Christians would probably disagree with that. To be honest with you. Yeah.
0: Well, I think the the well. What about the? I think the idea is like, oh, well, I'm supposed to go back to every single person that I ever sinned against that I never apologized. To. No, no,
1: you don't need to drive around town (laughs) looking for, (laughs) well, and that's
0: also not living. That's not peaceable living. Yeah, That is you backtracking and trying to scurry and yeah. And, uh, repent for everything. Almost like you're trying to erase it from your sin scoreboard. Right. But you can also, (laughs) first and foremost, um, I remember the moment I remember the moment I learned this lesson. Mm. Um, and, uh, you can engage hopefully this is obvious (laughs) um but obviously not super obvious because again i can remember when i learned it (laughs) um you need to also repent and ask forgiveness from god (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that is a huge that is huge and it's important Mm -hmm. and sometimes we focus too much on um like earthly peace Mm -hmm. and we kind of forget we kind of think that uh reconciling with the person we've sinned against is sort of like all one motion that Mm -hmm. that covers the sin Mm -hmm. um and i think if we do that too often Mm -hmm. we um not that things aren't made right when you reconcile with Mm -hmm. a person here on earth but we too often we make that all one like forgiveness from god is all one transaction and then we never actually even Mm -hmm talk to God mm-hmm. about it. But anyway, yeah. that's a little bit of a side.
1: <laughs> or you could be, it could also be a reverse in that you are constantly sinning against other people, but because you're confessing your right to God, you don't ever take the time to do it to other people because yes. you're like, well, at least I'm right with God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the pattern in scripture is clear. Jesus taught on how to deal with, um, he he said he says that we must be confessing our sins to one another like that has to be that's right. that's part of fellowship the new testament is clear on that um, if you're
0: listening to this and this goes for us as well and you haven't asked forgiveness from someone for a while indicating that you haven't done anything wrong to anyone for a while i just want you to yeah just think about that as we, yeah, you know, you're listening to this on a Monday. Mm-hmm. We're about to go into a whole week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I don't even think it's a bad thing to practice mm-hmm. asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. for things that you could have gotten away with, like the in, the example you gave earlier, which mm-hmm. is someone who's never going to think about you again. Um, someone who's like a, uh, what's the big deal? We all yell at our kids, you know, like <laughs> they may not yeah. even care, yeah. but that's not. Entirely well, the point. And it's
1: part of discipling the nations too. Right. Like people don't know how Christians live anymore because Christians are they have taken their faith and said, This is something private that I do mm-hmm. at home. Um, Christians should be the people that are in public when they lose their cool. They're the ones owning it and yeah. confessing it and yeah. and apologizing for it. Um and I think too, an important difference is that saying I'm sorry is saying that you feel sorrow for a situation. Right. It's not the same thing as taking responsibility for a situation. Right. Right. It's not the same thing as admitting fault or sin in a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if someone, if you see your friend stub and break their pinky toe, I'm sorry is an appropriate response. Not because you broke it, right. but because you're like, man, I'm sorry that happened. Like that sucks. Yeah. That's sad. I feel sad for yeah. you. Um, if you blow it, I'm sorry is really puny and not a great way to be at peace. It's yeah. It doesn't cover what actually happened. And a lot of times I think people can be really hurt because they have been sinned against And the most they ever got was I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you're sorry for what? Right. What am I forgiving? Yeah. And of course, to be clear, because I already know people are out there going, (laughs) Oh, so, you know, if I don't apologize perfectly, then it's not dealt with. And and that's not the point.
0: I'd like, if you're thinking that I have two (laughs) words for you.
1: Stop it. Grow up. Oh, okay. Those, Those are also good. Grow up. Those are also good words. Um, you know, you could also do better in yeah. the future mm-hmm. instead of, you know, anyway.
0: I think that um I think a lot of us are more aware of what is a good whole whole apology than a lot of people are willing to admit. Yeah. And if you like to pretend that you don't know what a full orbed holistic apology looks like, it's because you're too afraid to really apologize <clears throat> and ask for forgiveness yeah. and repent.
1: Yeah. So we teach our kids a, uh, am I counting this right? A four step process. Very simple. Okay. Okay. So it's, I did X X is the uh-huh. sin. this is what I did. Uh, number two, this is what I should have done, or this is what I owed you, or this mm-hmm. is what would have been godly because we're acknowledging this sin happened. Here's what holiness would have been for me in this moment. Yeah. Um, I love you. Will you please forgive me? And it needs to be, or I'm sorry. Will you please yeah. forgive me? It needs to be some sort of expression of emotion about it. Yeah. So I love you. I feel sorrow over it, whatever, like the desire for peace. It needs to be stated.
0: They don't feel right until it's made right.
1: Yes. Um, will you please forgive me? So those are the four parts. Here's what I did. Here's what I should have done. Here's my expression of care and concern And then the ask, will you please forgive me? Um, And it's very simple. A six-year-old can do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A five-year-old can do it. Yeah. Um, I I know that much (laughs) is true. Uh, And then we just, we try to practice that in our own marriage as well. Just here's what it is because, and you know what? Sometimes there are times where it's actually appropriate to be like, I'm sorry. Sometimes that is sometimes people are waiting around for a confession and repentance that you don't actually owe. So my question, yeah, my question, when I hear this question that's being sent to us, how do we live at peace with people who hate us essentially is what does peace mean? That's great. Yeah. The first thought that comes to my head though is, well, should you? Right.
0: Based off of what peace is, is there always going to be peace between believers and unbelievers right specifically right no no and and certainly not peace according to what the world says Peace looks like
1: right so with the question of you know when it's when june rolls around and it's pride month and all of this uh stuff is being put in front of us Mm -hmm. um what does peace look like for me well i'm not at peace with it But one way that I don't go along with it is like, I am not the world makes June all about quote unquote pride month. And I'm just not going to make my life about that. Like one way that I don't live at peace with it is that I am not going to allow their talking points to determine what I'm talking about. I am not going to make my month of June about pride month. That's what I'm not going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, am I gonna throw a fit and you know walk into Target and in And yeah, am I gonna do all that? No, um, but that's not me living at peace with it, right? I'm not participating, period, right? I'm not participating at all. Um, and something that is just a regular part of my life is talking to my kids about biblical sexual ethics, it is not relegated to the month of June, right? Because for whatever reason, that's when everybody wants to be loud about it. Um, and so I I think sometimes we want to overcomplicate the question. Yeah. Um, but I also think not enough Christians are asking, should I live at peace? We've just been told for so long that if you're a Christian, you're just going to be this winsome person that everybody off in the office loves. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Right. Um, you have to be willing to be disliked for the right thing. That's not the same thing as you need to be unlikable. Right. But ultimately... We've done
0: whole episodes <laughs> about how you should be likable.
1: You should. You should. <laughs> you should attempt to be pleasant in your stubborn... I think there's a godly stubborn refusal to go along with perversity and paganism that you ought to be guilty of. And you can actually be pleasant as you do it. Um, right. There's a pleasant way. If you don't know, and if you, if you can't learn this skill in our personally, your parenting is going to be really hard as well, because here's the deal. I have so many opportunities every day to be locked in a very unpleasant (laughs) and uh conflict with my children because they're little sinners and i'm a sinner and they don't agree that chores always have to be done Mm -hmm. and i could find myself not at peace with them at all if i'm not in control of my emotions if i'm not willing to be disliked right um we're going to have a really rocky relationship
0: with a bunch of rambunctious kids that only eat sugar and go to bed whenever they want. Exactly.
1: And, uh, that is not a good place to be in. It's a
0: denial of reality. Mm -hmm. So it is not peaceable to deny objective God given peace, Mm -hmm. God given reality. Mm -hmm. Um, you do not living at peace is not pretending someone else's delusion along with them that is a very superficial Mm -hmm. worldly type of peace Mm -hmm. that i would say is pretty much synonymous with avoiding conflict of any kind it's not actual peace because you can avoid a conflict and still be very terrified or or um nervous or uh that so it's not Mm -hmm. the avoidance of the conflict that is actually bringing peace Mm -hmm. um and yeah I think that we're very much encouraged we we sort of make those two things well we falsely think
1: if I don't engage in conflict then there will be peace but that's not true
0: yeah it's not that's that's totally delusional yes um and that is well and what it is is it's accepting the world it's accepting of the worldview that my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth yeah and we know that that's not true
1: Ultimately, it's a denial of authority because if you see that happening with, let's say, a parent and a toddler, right? So let's say uh, the toddler wants a cookie Mm -hmm. Um, and the toddler, you've already told the toddler, no, you can't have the cookie and the toddler throws a fit. Um, if you want fake peace that is absolutely going to create more conflict for the rest of your relationship with your child, yep. then just avoid the conflict and give them the cookie. Mm-hmm. Don't actually deal with the problem. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what you're denying when you deny that is your own authority yeah. in the toddler's life. Yeah. So a pursuit of fake peace where you really was really just a pursuit of a lack of conflict, but it doesn't acknowledge proper authority. Right. And so when I think of like Christians that have questions about like in the workplace, you know, like I kind of have to like, I have to put my pronouns in my bio, whatever, so that I don't get in trouble and I can avoid that conflict with HR and with my boss and whatever you're, when you capitulate to the culture and you do that, you're denying the authority of God. Right. As Lord in your life, as Lord over everyone's pronouns.
0: Which is the ultimate reason why the delusion exists. The fake alternative right. reality yeah. has to exist for the person that hates God and refuses to be under his authority. Right. But we can't live at peace by pretending that no. that alternate reality is as real no. as our own. No.
1: And we Christians have been doing this for decades. We yes. have totally caved on very very important issues like sexual ethics for so long for the sake of a false peace and could it be more obvious at this point that we're in in the world that the people that are paying for that the most for our cowardice is the children like I was listening to these older Christian men have a discussion the other day and they were just talking about how, you know, 20 years ago, if you said, hey, the logical conclusion of all of this, um, just LGBT blah, 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 is eventually going to include coming after the kids. Right. Um, that was offensive to people in the LGBT community for obvious reasons. I am absolutely not saying that they are all coming after the children. That is not what I'm saying at all. However, it is the logical conclusion. What we're seeing now with Drag Queen Story Hour is the logical conclusion.
0: It's not even the furthest logical conclusion. It's not
1: even the furthest logical conclusion. We're not even there yet. We are not there yet. But the moral of the story is that, ultimately, when you begin the game of denying authority for the sake of not engaging in conflict, you're not actually coming to a place of peace. And that is not a quote unquote peace that you ought to pursue. It's not a real peace. Um, And I think a lot of Christians might be confused about what that means, because I really do think we've been catechized to believe that as long as you're a Christian, you should get along with everybody and there will never be any conflict and there will never be any problems. Um, And that's just not true. And so the question you need to ask yourself Is should I be at peace with this? Because if God's answer would be no, because he's not at peace with it, then you shouldn't be at peace with it. And then you should be prepared, because that is true, for there to be conflict in your life. And that doesn't mean you need to welcome unnecessary conflict. I there mean, doesn't need
0: to be an article in the paper every time yeah. you walk into a Target during Pride Month.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you do not need to create unnecessary conflict. And I think a lot of that could be but again someone, just a discernment. But if someone issue. at
0: Target, if you were like glanced at the little Pride section and like made a face and someone was like, Hey, why did you do that? There would be that that would be necessary for you to give a polite and respectful answer. You would just, you would be honest Yeah. there. And, and the reason that you need to be honest is because there is no way to repackage mm-hmm. the Bible mm-hmm. to be palatable mm-hmm. to the person who, who hates God's wisdom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't need, you wouldn't in that situation, you wouldn't even need to go into the big six verses against right. homosexuality. You would right. just be like, I I really don't appreciate that this is here right now and you could keep walking. Like it doesn't need to be sorry about that. Um, her own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't need to be like she, this person asking you deserves like a dissertation on whatever's happening. Um, but yeah, that is a moment where you're going to have to be willing to say something.
0: Well, and I think that the reason it seems so scary and so like high intensity, high emotion is because not a lot of us have done it. Mm -hmm. And so there is this like heightened emotion. It's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. well it's automatically going to get confrontational and bad because, Mm -hmm. uh, and we've done this, like we've imagined doing it our whole lives Mm -hmm. instead of actually doing it and realizing Mm -hmm. that the world does not come to a cataclysmic end. When you say to someone, when you, when you look into the eyes of someone who is saying like, I'm gay, whatever deal with it. Mm -hmm. And you say, I don't, that's sinful. Mm-hmm. Like there is no there. It may seem really, really hard depending on that person's relationship yeah. to you at the time. Um, but, but in general, like in terms of like, if you're in target, if you're, um, if you're at the bank, I had, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I had at Costco, I was wearing a, well, you're wearing it today. We were talking about how, because we've talked about how only, crop crop tops are being made now yes and so you were like just wear a crop top over a dress yeah because then like you it's know extra it's extra like coverage a, yeah it's extra <laughs> coverage yeah. and then it's like cute and you can still wear it and because there's a lot of cute crop tops out there i just don't want to wear a crop top for a few reasons
1: for obvious reasons um, <laughs> yeah
0: but so I was checking out at Costco and um, the girl was like, Oh, I like your skirt. And I was like, actually it's a dress and like explain the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how you feel about crop tops or that's really not the point. Yeah. And I was like, but you know, you can like repurpose a dress that maybe has like a stain at the neckline or something. Or something. Who knows? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so we we're having this little conversation and she was like a sweet, just a sweet young girl. And then the, the guy that was boxing, my groceries he was like he was like it's 2022 just wear whatever you want and rock it and i just was like i was like that i was like just so you know the important thing here is i do not want to wear a crop top yes <laughs> so i am doing what i, I want i am doing what i want yeah and that's not wearing crop tops with exposed midriff yes <laughs> like and, and I wanted is, to cover up, sir. <laughs> these are the, kind, and you know, I have this conversation uh, and s- there's certain things about my life. I understand that maybe would make this come up in conversation a little bit more, mm. I go to the bank. I have, I'm friends with the tellers there, try to be friendly and nice. Mm-hmm. And there comes a moment where it's like, I'm looking on your deposit slip and it says end abortion now, right now. <laughs> right. Um, or what do you do for a living? <laughs> right. You know? And then they're like, Oh, what's your podcast called? Yep. And I'm like, well,
1: here we go. Here's this is what it's you. called. Yeah.
0: And, um, yeah, and my kid's he...
1: dentist looked up my podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: I had a. have con- been friendly with this, uh, particular teller at the bank. Uh, for a while now and then yesterday she was asking me and I was like just so you know like I I really just was like we believe and I can almost guarantee that we do not share opinions on certain things yep. and I was like not because you look a certain way or it's not yeah. because she it's just I I me personally I'm gonna have difference in opinion with a lot of people yep. that I meet yeah especially while in Tempe um and so I I just acknowledge that we still had a friendly conversation. I don't even know if she's going to look us up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not, it's scarier than it seems. I think. <sighs> yeah, it, it is. Like we've kind of built it up. Yeah. Um, And then yeah. like you said, a part of that, like we've built it up to be more, to be harder and scarier than it actually is. And then what's bolstered it is this weird idea that, Like we should just all be liked by everyone. If you're a Christian, you should be the nicest person on the planet. and No one dislikes you. No one has anything to say.
1: And that's just not how it goes. Yeah. And it, it would be weird because, you know, so wherever, uh, Paul went, there was a riot or a revival, right? So, yeah. You know, if you want to fit in with the apostle Paul, (laughs) this will be true of you too. Mm -hmm. And something that I hear a lot, and by a lot, I mean every week, something that I hear every week is like, Hey, so I know this biblical principle is true, but like, here's how that's extra hard in my life and not, not possible. Yeah. And I just want to say that that's called an excuse. And um yes I do know what it's like to have unbelieving family members Mm -hmm. yes I do know what it's like to have tragedy happen in my life yes um every all of the biblical writers had I mean think about who wrote the majority of the psalms like he was like writing some of these in like caves while people were hunting him down to kill him, yeah. So I am just not super interested in hearing about how your situation is extra super special and more difficult, right? Because and there's not. N- it's not gonna work. And it's work. an
0: excuse to not be faithful. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just not. It's not gonna work. We're like I, I know that the early church women were being fed to lions, but this mom group was mean to me on Facebook, and right. it's like I don't right
0: and see that's the thing is it um it's certainly easier you know i used to think that the reason why people Mm -hmm. want christians wanted to be liked by everybody was because of cowardice Mm. and to i think that that's somewhere in there Mm -hmm. rarely are things just one Mm -hmm. like have one motivation for everyone sure but i'm starting to feel more convinced that it's just easier. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's just, it's easier to not have to confront the alternate reality that my XYZ lives in. Yep. It's easier. Yeah. It's easier. Or I'm, it's easier for me to just talk about, to pre-select topics to discuss with my mother-in-law because she doesn't like it when I talk about mm-hmm. XYZ topic. Mm-hmm. Um And, I'm not saying that like when I had uh, we tr- we're giving this <laughs> this information and we we trust the people who are listening to it to not abuse it mm-hmm. there are when that girl when when the teller that I like so much and think is so cute and nice asked me what I do I wasn't like well you are a sinner you're actually <laughs> depraved T. Total depravity. You know, like she was at work. Yeah. She was at, and she's a person, she's a person that I've prayed for before. Yeah. Um, And so you, there are like, if you're at your unbelieving family members, graduation party. Yeah. It might come up.
1: Something. It might
0: not come up. Yeah. You might, you might kind of sense an opportunity to, Mm-hmm. to step in or you might be asked a direct question and you mm-hmm. had no intention of stepping in. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it requires you to be on. Mm-hmm. It requires not just a level of effort, but it requires you to be ready to do the work yep. and equipped to answer the questions. Not every question. You don't have to nope. do it perfectly. Um, and so, and I just, I think that, I think we, we, we it's another thing that we're apathetic about mm-hmm. and we just instantly go for you know like my 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 mom doesn't like she likes quilting so we just always only talk about quilting because she's also an atheist who hates everything <laughs> every decision I've made for the last <laughs> six years right um also if this is your first time listening my mom's not an atheist yeah and that was, was just a, hypothetical. a <laughs> hypothetical that's not what she meant But yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I don't want us to.
1: It's important to be able to read the moment. Yeah. I think a lot of Christians want a like 10 step program, to How to read the room in order to answer to it now. And I'm just going to say like it, you need to pursue faithfulness and yes, there are strategies and ways that you can think about these things. But at the end of the day, like you said, like if you're at your unbelieving family members, birthday party you don't need to walk in and be like hey everybody come to church with me on Sunday because you all need Jesus and you're headed straight for hell like that is not
0: that would be a moment where you could absolutely talk about quilting with your family member that hates God but loves quilting
1: and you know what you might have that unbelieving family member who wants to start an argument with you every time right and maybe there's a point where you have to discern okay The first time this person got into an argument with me about abortion, I had the conversation. The second time, I had the conversation, but maybe I had it a little differently. The third time, I I decided that we weren't going to do this every time we saw each other Mm -hmm. at family get-togethers and that it wasn't fruitful anymore.
0: Every time we have the conversation, she ends up chucking her plate across the room (laughs) in anger. And then the whole party is ruined ruined from that moment on.
1: You don't need, you don't need to do that, but I do think you need to be willing. You need to be willing to have the tough conversation. You need to be willing to have it more than once. And then you need to be discerning if you've had it more than once about what is fitting for the occasion. Right. Yeah. The whole proverb about knowing what is how to speak so as it is fitting for the occasion, and that does take Christian wisdom and discernment. Yeah, If you're unsure how to get it, be in the Bible, be in prayer. Talk to your husband. Mm-hmm. Talk to people that you trust, people who have wisdom. There's lots of wisdom and a multitude of counsel, right? Yeah, um, And I'm sure that you can figure it out. I'm sure that... that the the Lord will be gracious. And if you're truly seeking that answer to provide it for you and you just, you don't need to overcomplicate it. It doesn't need to be like, Oh, I'm dreading going to this thing because these unbelievers are going to be there. And I, you know, get some counsel. Don't live in dread. Well, that's, that's
0: something about, honestly, we didn't talk about this in being in the being likable episode, but like being excited to go places is a part of being, Likeable, yeah. You're more pleasant if you actually want to be there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. We talked. I mean, I think we did talk about just like it's so funny to me how many Christians are okay with being like, I don't like being around people. Yeah, and I'm just like, you are going to spend an eternity right. around people. Yeah, you cannot be. It is if if that's how you feel about people that that should indicate to you a red flag. That you need to investigate. Yeah. Why do I feel this yeah. way? Am I making excuses for why I feel this way? Am I justifying why I feel this way? Am I pointing outward and blaming everyone else yeah. for how I, why I feel right. this way? Yeah. Um, that, and, and again, we acknowledged at the top of this hour, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, there's some people that you meet and you guys are never going to be besties. You're never going to be at the top of their text message list. And that's fine. That's not a problem. The question is, do you have an overarching dislike, (laughs) just general dislike for people being around people? Um, You're going to have a really hard time not just being likable, but uh, being in fellowship
0: Right, being at peace with anybody. Being at
1: peace with I mean if you can't be in fellowship with Christians, you're not going to be at peace with unbelievers right. if you're a Christian. Yeah. And if that's true of you, I'm I'm if you're like, "Hey, I'm at far more peace with unbelievers than Christians," you need to investigate that. Yeah. Yes. I'll leave that one yeah. right there mm-hmm. on the table. Investigate yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I didn't I didn't have much else to say. The only the final thing that I had was just Because I do see, I imagine this question coming from someone, um, which we kind of talked about it a little bit a second ago, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, regarding their like close family, people who you can't. I do think that to some extent, um, at some point in time, there will be a strain on your relationships Mm -hmm. with unbelievers yes but there are relationships to the extent where you may not be able to have relationships with some people yeah but there are some relationships like your mom your dad uh depending on your how your life has gone Mm -hmm. your husband Mm -hmm. uh your children Mm -hmm. there are going to be people that you are uh, you cannot extricate from your life nor do i think you should Mm-hmm. Totally extricate from your life um, but i think I think everything that we've said applies to this situation um but i I think more what I want to acknowledge is um I guess maybe just like kind of the sorrow and hard the hardship yeah that comes along with that. and um again, touched on it a second ago. But, um, I think a lot of the peace that is going to, that is going to reside in these relationships is going to be kind of what makes you at peace with anyone. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's more kind of emotions uh, and experiences wrapped up with your family and like close people in your lives. Um, but I think that you need to you need to be happy when they're there with you and ready so you need to be you need to legitimately be happy not i'm 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 pretending to be happy cuz they're coming over and i want them to know how happy i am but really i'm heartbroken mm. and so i think that if you have heartbreak i guess what i'm taking all these words to say mm-hmm. is that if you have heartbreak over a situation where you If your question is like, how do I live at peace with my daughter who hates me? Mm. I think that, um, I think you should absolutely do what Summer just said a second ago, which is, um, talk to your spouse, talk to Mm -hmm. your friend, your church friends, talk to people you trust, your elders, um, because that is not, um there is real joy and real peace and real healing over stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not quick Mm -hmm. necessarily, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think it should be addressed. I don't think we should be in the habit of feeling sorrow over those situations and then just being like, Oh, well I'll just get over it. And um, yeah, I don't think that's wise (laughs) to do that, especially with those close Mm -hmm. Friends, family, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, There's
1: a lot of work involved. Yes. You need to do the work. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think that we... Yeah. Again, we we just need to make sure we're not doing what the easiest thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean for some for some people it is it is harder Mm -hmm. it because it seems like you're having to confront the question more like Mm -hmm. if it's a person you see at the store it's like oh i can live in peace with them by just at peace with them by just like not being an idiot right not being a a a raging karen yeah and then i'll leave the store and my interaction with them is done right um, but no but, matter
1: how easy or hard the situation is, this you're the same thing is required right. of you. Yes. And it might require more work, but yeah. I mean just too bad. Yeah. Let let the Lord use that in your life. Right. Do the work. The, the work is how this it. all
0: happens. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: The work is what we're here to do.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> no.
0: I know we live in a time of feasting. No. But the work is what we're here to do. And the feasting is what we're here to do. But the work is what we're here to do. All
1: right. Well, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. And we will see y'all next week. See ya. (laughs)